Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postman Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. Problems, they don't last. They come and go. But Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, the very God uh, of the universe, is timeless, eternal, is ageless, and is ceaseless. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. My pastoral meditation for you today, the Spirit of the Lord, our safeguard in the devil's world. Satan, at the coming of Jesus, the purpose for Jesus' coming was to destroy the works of the devil. So the devil was destroyed even before the foundations of the world. He was destroyed in the first military battle. And Jesus says, I saw Satan being excommunicated from heaven in a moment of time. So he who we exalted himself was made low. So Satan was defeated before Adam. Satan was defeated at the coming of Jesus in a world. And Satan will ultimately be defeated. He's a defeated foe right now. And Jesus Christ is a victorious. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. My motivation for you, the Spirit of the Lord, our Savior in the devil's world, you are watched over, you are protected, because God, the Holy Spirit, the unseen reality exists in the midst of evil in our world today, in the midst of deception, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of fear, in the midst of stress, in the midst of what happened, I want you to know that we can have stability in thinking that why? Because God, the Holy Spirit, is there. God, the Holy Spirit, is called Jehovah Shammah. God is there. God is here, there, and everywhere. He's a local God, but it's also a global God. So it's local and global at the same time. The purpose of Jesus coming to the world was to destroy the works of the devil. Satan was crushed then, Satan will be crushed now, and Satan will ultimately be defeated and crushed and neutralized to nothing. Point two, at the cross, Satan, life and death, was defeated and Christ was victorious. Point three, because of their resurrection, Satan, sin and death, and governments, empires, whoever they are, are under the feet of Christ. Operation Futsal is in operation. Jesus is now King of Kings and Lord of Lords. My motivation for teaching and preaching comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword. It has the capacity to split open, to penetrate, even to the dividing, the soul, the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It has the power to judge the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. What does it mean? For the word of God is. It represents 
that religion cannot explain. God, God has revealed himself. For the word of God is alive and powerful. The word for represents the word God in the Greek means. In the midst of trouble, God the Holy Spirit is our safety net, is our safeguard in the devil's world. The phrase, the word of God, equals the phrase, the Spirit of the Lord. God the Holy Spirit, or as in John 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, was the Logos. So the Logos is the word of God, or God the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1 verse 1, John chapter 1 verse 1. What does it mean to be alive? It means that God exists. Exodus 3 verse 14. Powerful. He's called Jehovah, al Shaddai, the Almighty God. Exodus 6 verse 3. It has the power. Nothing can be hidden from the eyes of God. It penetrates Isaiah 11 verse 2. Revelation 3, 3 verse 1. Revelation 4 verse 5. It has the power even to divide, to split open Hebrews 4.13. It has the power to split the soul, Job 12 verse 10. It has the power to split the spirit, 1 Corinthians 2.11. It has the power to penetrate the hard core of joints and marrow, 1 John 3 verse 20, Daniel 2 verse 22. It has the power to split open our thoughts. It knows Everything that is knowable before, today, and in the future. Psalm 139, Job 42, verse 2, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. It has the power, the capacity to know the attitudes of a heart. 1 Samuel 6, verse 7. Nothing stands hidden before the seven eyes of God. Seven means the universal eyes of God. God is here, there, and everywhere. Again, I want to say that my pastoral meditation for your spiritual benefit, my theme is this, the Spirit of the Lord, our safeguard in the devil's world. Remember, the coming of Jesus Christ was to demonstrate the presence of Satan in the world. That's why he came to destroy the works of the devil. On the cross, Satan, life and death, was defeated and Christ was victorious. Thank God for the, the resurrection. Now qualifies that everything uh, under the feet of Christ, all it is called Operation Full Soul, Satan, sin, death, secret societies, the, the, the unseen government that runs the world, governments, empires, whoever they are, they are this moment under the Operation Full Soul, Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want to reveal to you, and it is general knowledge, that we come and we go. We are built on time. We are temporal. But there are some historical facts that reveal the temporalness of man. In a world that is ever-changing, we are in the stage of escalated deception, escalated lies, 
half truths. A half truth is no truth at all. It is deception. It is what is the intention of lies to kill and to destroy, to stop for us not to continue with the quality life. Let me give some historical facts on the temporalness of man. One, Emperor Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire came and went. Christ died, was risen, and lived eternally. When governments, empires, great men, King, the Emperor Nebuchadnezzar he came and built a mighty empire, but he came and he died. He's still dead. Christ died, was risen, and lived eternally. Point two. Emperor Alexander the Great and the Greek Empire came and went. Christ came, conquered life and death. His kingdom reigns. Emperor Nebuchadnezzar died on 7th October, 562 BC. Emperor Alexander the Great died on 11 June, 323 BC. They come and they go, Christ the general God, the universal Savior, he loves eternally. Point three, Julius Caesar and the Roman Empire reigned for a thousand years and it came and went. Christ, kingdom, never ends, never stops. It always continues moving eternally, never stops. Julius Caesar died on 15 March 44 BC. You see, all these great men has a date of their birth and a date of the cessation or the death. Jesus Christ came to die. Yet he was risen on the third day. He never came to die for himself. He died for the spiritual condition of man. He paid it in full. He was risen from the death. He is superior over death. And he lives eternally. Point four. Genghis Khan and the Ottoman Empire came and went. Christ's kingdom endures without stop. Genghis Khan. Now the word Genghis Khan basically means universal emperor. Imagine a man, he, is, he was designated to be the universal ruler. There can only be one. That is the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Genghis Khan died in 1227 A.D. 0.5. The British Empire called Greater Britain was reduced to the United Kingdom. The kingdom of Christ is yesterday, today, and forever. Great Britain became very important and mighty around the year 1880 and started his demise in 1960. Point six. Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich was utterly defeated in 1945. Christ remains undefeated. It will continue forever. Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich was annihilated, was destroyed on 8th May 1945. Point seven. 
governments come and governments go. They win elections and they lose elections. They are not permanent. Their promises of a better world never materializes. They are like candles in the wind. First John 2 verse 17. Point eight. Death conquered emperors, empires, presidents, prime ministers, politicians, businessmen, whether they are billionaires, trillionaires, whoever they are, death is waiting for all of us. No one can escape death. Your money cannot have enough influence over death. Everybody will die. But only Jesus Christ conquered death, arose from the grave, and lives eternally. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, chapter 10 and 11 speaks about the device of man that we, we are built in into our human physiology. We are built with death. Everybody comes and go. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 to 23. Point 9. He who has death in the palm of his hand can secure the living and promise eternal life. Romans 6 verse 9. Revelation 1 verse 18. Jesus says in a conversation with Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, although you die, yet shall you live. What is amazing of this verse, John chapter 11, 25 to 26, is Jesus spoke the words of conquering death even before he went to die himself. So Jesus Christ owns death, rules over death, he's victorious over death. He has death and the keys of death in the palm of his hands. That's why he can secure the living and promise eternal life while we are yet in this world. Romans 6 and 9, Revelation 1 verse 18, point 10. Jesus Christ promised quality living in the midst of death and called Lazarus from death domain back into the land of the living. Only Jesus Christ had the power to bring a dead man. He was dead four days, but death is powerless when the universal Savior, when the universal God speaks, when he, when he has spoken in the past, the universe came into manifestation. So when Jesus spoke at the tomb of Lazarus, even the dead came alive. There's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus promises quality living in the midst of death, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of fear. So what is the, what is the antidote to have peace amidst a storm, stability in singing size, focus not on the crisis, but focus on the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen to the source of life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, although you die, yet shall you love. John 11, 25 and 26. So Jesus is the source of life. He says, I am the bread of life. So I want my listeners not to focus 
on the problems in our world, but on the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to give an explanation of the word keepers, the 37th word. God the Holy Spirit has the power to secure, to protect, and to save us even in the midst of death. He watches over you and he watches over me at this moment in time, the escalated level of the angelic warfare is at hand. Deception by all means is at work in our world. Point A. The conditions in the world. I want to explain by the word of God what is the condition in our world today. The question that comes to mind, why God the Holy Spirit is our keeper in the devil's world? Point one. We have entered the intensified stage of the angelic warfare, insomuch that Satan's forces are working overtime to set the world stage for the Antichrist. They are also busy to prepare the world for the one world government. Point two, scriptural warnings for these days. Point A, Matthew 24 37 and 40, Jesus warns us. He says, as in the days of Noah before the flood. Man lived as if there's no God. They do as they want. They do as they please. They have no regard for God. They think that God does not exist. Somebody says that God is dead. But that person that said it, he is dead, but Christ lives eternally. Point B, Jesus also says in Luke chapter 17, 28 to 29, as in the days of Lot, and when Lot was rescued by the eternal Messiah, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed by fire. Point C, the major weapon that will be utilized by Satan and the forces of darkness is universal deception. I want to say again that we have entered the intensified stage of the angelic warfare. It is deception by all means. Deception by all ways and means and, and, and methods. Why? To kill and to destroy. But those who focus on the universal Savior, the universal God, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will not die but love. And when we die, we will not die in vain, but we will die and death will be in the open door to be with the eternal in the presence of the eternal Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So the reason why the forces of Satan and demons Demonism is in our world. It is to bring the world to universal deception, universal control, universal panic, universal anxiety, fear, stress. But in the midst of this, I say God the Holy Spirit came into the world to give us stability in singing sand, to give us peace in the midst of fear. Point two. Let us define the word deception. 
one, the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false. COVID-19 was false. COVID-19 was intentional to kill. And what happened? Millions and millions globally died. And billions and billions at this moment are in fear, are in shock, are in a state of anxiety, are stressed out. They worry about the future. Grandmothers, grandfathers, grandchildren, husbands and wives died. What was the result? Unemployment on an escalated scale. Deception defined the act of causing someone to accept as true or what valid or what is valid which is basically false. The act of calling someone to accept as true or valid what is false. For two, listen to this. Kristen Herzog from the San Diego Union Tribune on 9th October 25 defines deception as to beware of beautiful lies spun by those in power to challenge them by making all aware of their deception. Through Hollywood, through our movies and our actors, uh, through our philanthropists, the Bill Gates of the world, these guys, they look well, but they are the reason, they are the cause, they are the perpetrators of COVID-19 in our world. And you can make up your own deduction, what was the result of COVID in our world? Remember again, what is deception? The act of calling someone to accept as true or valid what is false. Point three. Jesus says, Matthew 24, verse 4, Watch out that no one deceives you. How can we be watchful? It is to understand the gospel of Jesus, to read the word and to allow God the Holy Spirit to amplify Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of the righteous are governed by the Lord. They are altered by the Lord. They are they are, they are led by God, the Holy Spirit. We need to be led in the devil's time. Jesus says in Matthew 24, 4, Watch out that no one deceives you. What an, what an important instruction. It causes us to caution how we, how we act and behave in the devil's world. A. Listen to what Jesus said. Watch out that no one deceives you. Point out, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. The, what is happening in the world, the, the war currently in the Ukraine, the war currently in, between Hamas and Israel, is all about global deception to keep our focus and to make us panic. But Jesus says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alone. Do not be anxious. It will happen. It is happening. So focus not on the crisis, but focus on our stability. Focus on our certainty in uncertain times. The, the universal God, the universal Savior, Jesus Christ. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. 
our current world condition is to set the stage for the Antichrist. Jesus says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you do not be alone. Point three, such things must happen, but the end is still to come. So we are not at the point of the end. We don't know the time. Jesus Christ alone will not abandon you, will not leave us alone as orphans. No, we are the chosen of the Lord. Point three, what is the method of deception? One, there are at least two categories Satan will utilize to deceive. Category one, point A. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. And it is no wonder, for Satan himself is transformed as an angel of the light. Point B. 1 Peter 5, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, Satan, the devil, walks around as a roaring lion, seeking whom may devour. Point C. So the devil presents himself, listen to this, one, as an angel of light. He is not an angel of light. He's the angel of darkness. He represents darkness and death. Point two, the devil presents himself as a roaring lion. In fact, Jesus is the lion from the tribe of Judah. Jesus is the, is the lion. Satan has been defeated. Satan has been crossed on the cross. So Satan will use everything. He will even masquerade or he would pretend, disguise himself. What is the intention? To kill and to destroy. Point D. So the devil used false presentation, pretending to be what he is not. An angel of light, but he is the angel of darkness. And show himself as a roaring lion. These two methods constitute scriptural warning as per John 8 verse 44. Listen to the words of Jesus again. Jesus said, He are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. One, he was a murderer from the beginning. Two, and did not stay in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Point three, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own nature, for he is, listen to what Jesus says, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So deception is based on lies. So, so COVID-19 was, was presented as fact, as reasonable. But behind this deception, was the father of lies and governments, prime ministers, presidents, politicians, pharmaceutical giants, philanthropists, they are doing the works of their father, the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. Listen to what Jesus said. Satan was a murderer from the beginning. COVID-19 is the result cause of what Satan does in the world. He can do no other. He doesn't give life. He came to kill and to destroy and to steal. He does not stay in truth because there's no truth in him.
When he speaks a lie, he speaks his native language, for he is the father of lies. What is the scope of his deception? One, every part of the entire world is contaminated. World sports is contaminated. World business is contaminated. World governments is contaminated. Whatever institution, it is contaminated by the forces of darkness. Point two, Ephesians 6 verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But listen to this. The Apostle Paul was revealed that our warfare is not of the flesh, but carnal, but spiritual, against forces of darkness, A, principalities, B, against powers, C, against the rulers of darkness of this world, point D, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When I speak about the scope of his deception, then it's also important that the character description behind deception for you and for me is necessarily needed. As per Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. Listen to the ways and the means Satan will do his deception. Listen to this. And no wonder, very surprising, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Let us unravel the word masquerades. The word masquerades basically means to disguise. Point two, to make a false outward show, a false presentation. Point three, to pretend to be someone or something that you are not. Satan says, that he is an angel of light, but we know he's the angel of darkness and of death, of deception, of lies. He's a murderer from the beginning. Jesus Christ is the true light of the world. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Now listen to Jesus. He says, I did not come to kill. I did not come to steal. I did not come to rob, but I come to restore life. I come to restore your dignity. I come to set the captives free. Let us look, what is the motive behind masquerading or this deception? What is the motive behind this masquerading as an angel of light? What is the mindset of Satan? He's a killer. He's a murderer from the beginning. Point one, it's an attempt to fool people. Point two, it's an attempt even to fool God, but you cannot fool God. The eyes of God is everywhere. God knows the schemes of Satan, and Satan was destroyed by the coming of Jesus. The coming of Jesus was to destroy the works of the devil. He was paralyzed. He was totally ostracized on the cross. Satan was taken captive in Jesus' victorious procession. Point three. In Hebrew, the word masquerade means to change face, as in wearing different masks. Now, Satan hasn't changed. He, he, he deceived Eve to believe that in eating, she will be like God. So one of the, the key elements of Satan's 
arsenal to deceive and to destroy his lies. Point four. Second Corinthians four verse four. This is what Paul the Apostle states. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ with the image of God. So the reason why he masquerades is blinding the eyes of unbelievers. Point five, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. Means he's unseen, he's a spirit being, you cannot see him. But he influenced those who are in the palms of his hands. Governments are under the control of the forces of darkness. Satan is called the prince of the power of the hell. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. People are blatantly antichrist. Disobedience is caused by the prince of the power of the air, Satan. Let's go into historical revelations pertaining to the name of the devil called Satan. We've got to understand, we've got to know who this entity is all about. And here is a summary of what I have researched. Point one. In Latin, Satan is known as Lucifer. Two. Lucifer is not a Greek word, but a Latin word, and it has exactly the same meaning as in the Greek means phosphorus. What does it phosphorus mean? It means light bearer or light bringer. Point three. Satan is the Greek for satanas, coming directly from the Hebrew word Satan meaning adversary. Point four, point four A. As adversary, Satan is opposed to God and is secondly opposed to the believers in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thirdly, he's opposed and against all that is right and good in the world. Point D, first Peter five verse eight. Listen to what the great Apostle Peter states in terms of who Satan is. Your adversary, the devil, the accuser of the brethren, our opponent in a lawsuit. This guy wants to present you and me before the throne of God. As that we are sinners. But thank God we were redeemed from a sin by the shed blood of the sacrificial lamb, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Point E. Satan is rightfully called the devil. One, in Greek, devil means diabolos or slander or defamer. Point F. Revelation 12, verse 3. Now it gives us a deeper revelation of the entity called Satan. Revelation 12, 3. The great red dragon. Listen to the explanation of the word great. Great refer to the magnitude of Satan's power and his activities in the world. We are in the escalated time of the angelic warfare. Deception by all means. Revelation 12 verse 3. The great 
red dragon. Great means the magnitude of Satan's power and his activities in the world. What does the word red, red dragon mean? Red emphasizes his murderous and bloodthirsty character and his behavior throughout history. This guy doesn't play games. He comes to kill, to annihilate, to destroy. He destroyed nations. He destroyed empires. He destroyed emperors, prime ministers, presidents. Whoever they are, he even destroyed trillionaires and billionaires. He uses them first and then he destroys them. So the word is the red dragon represents, it emphasizes his murderous and bloodthirsty character and his behavior throughout human history. The red dragon, dragon pictures his ferociousness and his intensity, his cruelness, his cruel nature. He doesn't care even the people that he uses. He doesn't care for them. He uses them, but he will destroy them. The great drag dragon called the serpent of old referred to Satan's crafty character and his constant activity of temptation and of deception. He's also called the evil one. First John 5.19 states, We know that we are from God and the whole world is in the power of the evil one. What does evil one mean? It referred to an active and malignant kind of evil. He is like a cancer to kill the human race. So Satanism, demonism, he draws them into this occult, and eventually you hear they have this, they have committed suicide. They kill themselves. The essence of Satan is deception in order to kill. In Galatians 1 4, the Apostle Paul called this present age, the world that we live in, the age of evil. The point is, our world will never improve because the character Satan is in our world. The whole thing that we're getting better, I say we're getting worse. And in the, in the state of worseness, in the midst of fear and of anxiety and of death, everywhere you look, I want you to call upon the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is our stability in singing and time. Point G. Ephesians 2 verse 2. Satan is called the prince of of the power of the air. What does it mean? In particular, this title of importance because it points to Satan as the head of the demonic host, the fallen angels. The fallen angels are resorting under Satan as the chief ruler of the demonic world. Point that, Revelation 12.9. Listen to what the Bible says. The great dragon was hold down his first demise. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray, he was hold, annihilated, defeated, destroyed, hold to the earth. 
and his angels within. What's important is that there's not always doom and gloom. We have the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in the world. My second point is the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in the world. Why is God, the Holy Spirit, called the keeper? He's the keeper because Satan is at work in our world. He doesn't care who you are. His whole intention is to kill the human race. So second point, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, as per John chapter 16, verse 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide us into all truth. Let us investigate the word keeper. One, the word keeper is the 37th word in the song, 121. Point two, we locate the word keeper as the 12th word in Psalm 21 verse 3. Point three, the number 37 is called a 12th prime. Point four, the word keeper is called a third person singular simple present indicative of the word keep. Point five, the word keeper is translated as Samar in Hebrew. And this is what it means. Point A. God the Holy Spirit is in our world to keep us. Psalm 121 verse 3. Psalm 121 verse 4. Point B. He's, he's not here to keep us only, but to preserve us in the land of the living. Psalm 121 verse 7. Psalm 121 verse 8. Not only to keep and to preserve, but to watch over us, to guard over us. Psalm 124, if it wasn't for the Lord on my side, that kept watch over me, to preserve me, to guard me, where would I have been? Not only is he in the work to keep, to preserve, and to guard, but if the all-seeing God, he observed Psalm 139. Point six, what does the word keepeth metaphorically mean what is the spiritual benefit for the presence of God the Holy Spirit in our world remember in the midst of Satan's reign God the universal God reigns above the forces of darkness point six metaphorically the word keepeth means listen to this point A it means the Holy Spirit is in, our, is in the business to keep us to preserve us to guard us, to watch over us, to hedge around us with thorns, Job 1 verse 10. To God with the intention to protect, Psalm 23. So you may ask, where is God? I say God is there. The name Shammah means God is there. Jehovah, Shammah, God is here, there and everywhere. So there was never a time that God, the universal Savior, the universal Redeemer, has abandoned the world. No, the one that sustains the universe is our keeper, is our preserver, is our guardian, is our watchful watchman. Point seven. The word keepeth in Latin, known as observare or to see, means one, to keep an eye on you and on me. Matthew 10, 29 to 31. 
The reason why he watched over you and me, Bondi, to restrain the evil one, to watch over us. We, we are covered by the hand of God, by the presence of God. We are enclaved by the presence of God. Exodus 14.23 The eyes of God sees the coming of the enemy and he builds up a standard. He watches over you and he watches over me. So call upon the name of Jesus. Do not call them presidents. Do not call them prime ministers. Do not call them um, empress or kings. Whoever they are, call upon the name of Jesus and you will be saved in the devil's world. So the reason in the Latin means is the God that sees to restrain the evil one. Point three, to take care of someone with the intention to preserve from harm. COVID-19 was to harm. And people are still suffering from the injuries caused by COVID. So the reason why God, the Holy Spirit, the universal Savior, the universal protector, our deliverer, is to preserve us from harm, from injuries that may lead to death. Psalm 121, verse 7. Point eight. The number 37 equals the number 10. Equals the number 10. This is important. One, the number 10 alludes to the person of the Messiah. Jesus Christ came into the world. He's called the Christ, meaning he is the promised Messiah. He's the one that existed before. He's the self-revealed God. He was not discovered. He came to dwell among us. It means he took on temporalness. He took on humanity. But this is the person of Samar. God the Holy Spirit took on humanity to dwell in the temple Jesus. So what happens? He is the Messiah. And when the physical Messiah Jesus left the earth, the Messiah took his original nature, that of spirit. That's why he came on the day of Pentecost. And he covers us with, with tongues of fire. You may not see the fire, but there's a fire burning all over the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ to preserve them, to keep them, to watch over them, to guard over them, and to watch the devil. In 2019, I was down with blood cancer, and I focused not on my cancer or the condition of my disease, but I call upon the universal Savior, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Before I would receive your information I received throughout my cancer ordeal, 65,000 milliliters of chemotherapy, just before I received it, I said, let the fire of Elijah burn in me. So what I basically called, I call upon the universal Messiah, the universal God, the global God, God the Holy Spirit, to, to burn in my body. What happens? I received no injuries. I did not even become bald. I kept my hair intact. Now that was God in action. The Lord God, Jesus Christ, created the universe by ten utterances. And God says, Genesis 1 verse 1. So the one that will watch over you, the one that will protect you, is none other than the person that caused the universe. The sun, the moon, the stars, the clouds, the mountains, the fauna and flora, the galaxies, the planets. This is the person that says, I can secure the universe. 
physical. I can secure you spiritually, the believer, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So our Redeemer, our Protector, our Great Shepherd is God the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, point three. On Mount Sinai, the Lord God Jesus Christ gave Moses the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, 1 26. So God gave the prescripts on Mount Sinai, and he is, the, he is the essence, the gospel of salvation. So if we know the truth, the truth will set you free. Point two, point three. During the earthly ministry of Jesus, ten lepers came for healing, and Jesus cured ten. Luke 17, 12 and 19. It means that this day, God has the power to cure you as he cured me from blood cancer. Point four. God the Holy Spirit is associated with another ten at the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. So God the Holy Spirit is the eternal Messiah. Point five. During the times of Moses, Egypt was judged by ten plagues. Exodus 7, Exodus 8, and Exodus 9. If God judged Pharaoh and the Egyptian army, if God became part and parcel of the war, listen to the words of the Egyptian soldiers. Let's get away here. The Lord God is fighting against us. That is why God the Holy Spirit is in the world. He fights against the forces of darkness. He, he fights them because he has defeated them before to preserve and to protect us in the devil's world. Point nine. The word Samar or Keeper in Hebrew is called Jehovah is there. The word Samar means Jehovah is there. Ezekiel 48 verse 35. Point ten. In Latin the word Keeper is called Observare as per Genesis 16 verse 13. I want you to go to Genesis 16:13 and read the, the story of Hagar after she was redeemed from death by by thirst, meaning there was no water available. And God opened, and God starts an oasis, a pit of water for the woman. Hagar called the God that met with her. And I know it's God the Holy Spirit. He says, his name is al Roi. You are the God who sees. So the word Samai is not only that he, he keeps us, he guards us and preserves us, but it's also the God he sees. He's called al Roi. You are the God who sees me. So the God who sees Hagar stopped her from dying without water. Jesus says, I'm the fountain of life. If you have me, it will be like a fountain of living waters in the inner man. Point 12. The word keeper are being defined in the King James Bible Dictionary as 1. A transitive verb in the preterist tense. Point B. A preterist tense represents and denotes events that took place in the past. Point three, the word keepers calls our attention to Exodus chapter three. 
point A. Exodus chapter 3 reveals Christ's self-revelation unto Moses. Point B. The word keepeth reveals that Jesus Christ is the pre-existed, call himself I am, Exodus 3, 6 and 8. Point C. The word I am equals the number 37. Point D. The hamatra of 3 times 7 is 21. And refer to the divine name of God as that of I am. I am means I exist. So Jesus Christ is a name that God uses to identify himself with the human race. But the one that was in the body is the universal Messiah, God the Holy Spirit. Point E. God the Holy Spirit is our keeper. Point D. God the Holy Spirit encompasses Jeremiah 23, 23 to 33. Listen to this. I am a God who is everywhere. No one can hide where I cannot see him. Now, now, God the Holy Spirit is necessary and needed for our time. He's able and he has adequate protection because he encompasses the entire universe. Listen again to Jeremiah 23, verse 23 to 33. I am a God, the particle of ultimate source. I'm everywhere. No one can hide where I cannot see them. So what, what is important for you to note in the midst of our current affair? Depend on the lion, not the horse. These are some scriptural foundation for dependency on Christ. One, Psalm 118, 89. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Point two, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in people, princes, kings, and royalty. Point three, Jeremiah 17 verse 5. This is what the Lord says, Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws his strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. So if we focus on government, if we focus on politicians, religious leaders, then we are cursed by our focus, our observation, our dependencies of man. Only God is adequate, dependable, reliable, and trustable in the devil's world. Point four, Proverbs 28, verse 26. Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe means dependency on the universal saver, the global God, Jesus Christ. Point five, Psalm 27. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God, Jesus Christ. Point six, Psalm 46 verse five. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. We are in terrible times. We are in the valley of the shadow of death. 
And I want you not to fear, not to be anxious about the war in the Middle East, nor the war between Russia and, and Ukraine. They want us to watch the news. They want us to look to the newspapers. Abandon the news. Abandon the newspapers. Study the Word of God. You've got to have peace amidst a storm. You must have certainty in uncertain times. Satan pretends to be a roaring lion. But in fact, Jesus Christ is the lion from the tribe of Judah. The purpose of the coming of Jesus was to destroy the works of the devil. At the cross, Satan, life, and death was defeated, and Christ is victorious. Because of the resurrection, Satan, sin, and death, governments are under Operation Futsal. Jesus Christ now, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I will not panic. All I do these concerns with bloodshed and death that is happening in our world today. Gangsters that kill themselves in our communities. Drugs and drug dependency in our world. Human trafficking. Global prostitution is about to enslave people. And eventually they end up being killed, being destroyed. Focus not on the crisis, but focus on the universal Savior, the global God. Do not even depend on religious leaders, not even the Pope. Jesus Christ is our stability in singing and time. Call upon the name of Jesus. My theme again, the Spirit of the Lord, our Savior in the devil's world. God, the Holy Spirit is there. Jehovah Shammah. Our God is alive. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Amen.